This is Come and Listen, Jewish Food for Thought. My name is Alyssa Kapnick. And I'm Hannah Kapnick Ashar. This is a museum for your ears. Today, we're looking at love. The Torah says, love God with all of your heart and all of your soul. But we don't talk much about loving God or God loving us. Basking in God's love has kind of been assigned to Christianity. Rabbi Shai Held is committed to bringing love back to Jewish discourse. So what does that look like? We went to Mechon Hadar, an egalitarian yeshiva in New York City, to talk to Held about his concept of love. Judaism's notion of love is ultimately covenantal, which means that it's not about a particular moment, but about an enduring commitment. I'm not sure we're very good at knowing what commitment is. We're very committed, I think, in a lot of ways to the narrative of I do what I feel like when I feel like it. And love is not about that. Not real love. Covenantal love is not about that. Right? Covenantal love is about loving, let's, let's say it this way, loving at night and not just in the day. The fact that it's a covenant means that it's inherently an agreement between two parties. So it's not just about loving God, it's about some sort of reciprocal relationship. A two-way love street. I have a feeling you could interview a hundred Jews, pious, devout Jews, and many of them will talk about the obligation to love God, the obligation to love the neighbor, Some will talk about the obligation to love the stranger. Very few of them will talk about the conviction that God loves us. Rabbi Held goes on to talk about Rabbi Akiva, one of the most significant sages of the rabbinic period, which was nearly 2,000 years ago. The idea is based on one of the first stories in the Torah, where God creates Adam in God's image. And Rabbi Akiva's claim is that what it means to be created in the image of God is that one is loved. Chaviv Adam Shaniv Rabitzel, and beloved is each and every human being um, who is created in the image of God. The concept that God creates people, all people, in his image seems bizarrely narcissistic and weird to me. It makes God seem like a total egomaniac. I can see how you'd think that. But as far as I know, whenever this text is referenced in the Talmud or oral tradition, it's used to remind us that every person is infinitely valuable. God-loving humans who are in his image is meant to push us to recognize preciousness in others. I can't be hurtful to someone God loves. But what does it mean for God to love us? Judaism does this very interesting thing where it says, on the one hand, that God does, Kabbalah says that God is mitztamtzim, God contracts into God's self to make space for others. And yet at the same time, it also says, that God is with us in our suffering. And the notion of being present while making space is such an incredible description of what it means to be in a relationship and what it means to love someone, right? To be totally present without making space is actually to make it all about yourself and thereby not to be present at all. And just to make space without being present is basically abandonment and not making space. And so what God does and what that elicits from us, ideally, is the aspiration to make space while being present and be present while making space. Just as good a definition of love as I can actually imagine. It's 
if God contracted to make space to create humans, but then created us in his image, what is the point? Why contract at all if you're just going to create something just like you to replace you? To love yourself? Let's back up a bit to, say, the first book of the Torah. There's this phrase in Genesis, God created the person in his tzalem, usually translated image. In the tzalem of God, he created it. We looked up the word tzalem. Tzalem also means emptiness. So God created people in his emptiness. We're meant to fill something. That's how we're in relationship with God. We fill something that was missing. When I think about loving my own emptiness, I have two reactions. The first is that I'm pregnant and my body is literally making space for the baby. Organs shifting, in the next few months my rib cage will be expanding. It seems to me that the greatest love is that of a mother for her baby. I anticipate that once I meet this baby for whom I've contracted. I think I feel love for this baby already. I don't know how much is real and how much is imagined as I haven't met him or her yet. I don't know the person I'm loving. I'm certainly committed to this person though. The other things that comes to mind is what if I loved the parts of myself that I thought were lacking? How powerful that would be. Part of the spiritual life is to go from a fact of being loved by God to a, an internalized reality of being loved by God, which is the thing that has the greatest potential to empower us to love, right? Because ultimately, the greatest obstacle to love is feeling unloved. And so in some way, what the Mishnah, I think, is doing there, Rabbi Kiva is saying, everyone has the capacity to love because everyone is fundamentally loved. 